stand with me all over this house as we turn to the word of the Lord today. Amen. I want to ask this great church to give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time for all of our visitors. Amen. It's good to see Sister Melissa with us again. Good to see my cousin Tommy Carr back there. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I got an unexpected text this week from Brother Tommy that said, Hey, sir, I want to get my life together, and I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. There's a Bible study coming. We're going to baptize him in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're so thrilled that he's here with us today. Amen. We're thrilled to see all of you in the house of the Lord today. Amen. How many know God is doing great things in these last days? Amen. God is doing great things in these last days. I do want to say before before we take to our text this morning, there will be a quick meeting right after service today concerning the marriage retreat. Amen. So all of the information that you need, please, if you plan on going, at the very least, on your way out, if you can't stay for the meeting, please see Sister Melissa Runyon, and she'll give you a handout that'll give you all of the details for this year's upcoming. How many enjoyed that marriage retreat last year? Man, what a wonderful time. Amen. I, I went home with a, a renewed love for my marriage and for my wife and for my home, amen, and for my church. Uh, after that marriage retreat, amen. How many know that this doesn't just only apply to you and your wife or you and your husband? You're married to the Lord. Uh, you're married to the Lord, and you got to know how to be a good spouse today. So we're looking forward to our marriage retreat. It's going to be a wonderful time. One of the highlights of the year for this church is our marriage retreat. Brother Paul and Sister Melissa put so much effort into that and it's a wonderful time so please if you can attend that meeting that'll be immediately following this service as our musicians continue to play softly I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts amen the book of Acts most apostolics get excited when I say the book of Acts y'all ain't done getting excited are you huh alright we're going to Acts 1 how about that? Acts, the first chapter, we're going to be reading verse 1 through 8. If you could turn there with me. If you don't have your Bibles, the words and the text will be up on the screen behind me. And here in about a month and a half, going to be on two screens behind me. At a new location just down the street. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're looking forward Amen to what the Lord is, is doing in these last days. And I'm thankful to be a part of a growing church, a thriving church, a church that people are finding God, amen, and giving their lives to God. And people are getting ready for eternity in heaven. How many know that's all of our goals today is to make it to heaven? I just want to make it to heaven. I need to make it to heaven. I, I, I just don't want to lose my soul. I don't want to go to hell. I want to make it to heaven today. I want to spend eternity with my creator. Amen. We, we have so many things going on in this church to help you achieve that. Men's prayer, women's prayer, Friday fellowship meetings. Amen. We got book clubs going on, home Bible studies going on, small groups going on, men's fishing trips going on. And ladies, flower picking trips going on. What do you want to do? We got something in the house of the Lord for you to get involved and get connected to this church. Amen. And we're, we're just thanking God for the mighty move that we feel in these last days. I can sense in my spirit the coming of the Lord is nigh. The unrest that is in the world. Amen. How many saw this week that uh, not to scare you or anything, but some saw this week that the general for the United States Air Force predicted that the United States would be at war with China by the year 2025. Church, I'm telling you, we're living in times of unrest. 
We're living in times of unrest. There ain't time for the church to be playing games today. It's time to get serious with God today. It's time It's time to put our trust in the Lord today. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring in your life. Amen. But one thing's for sure. If we put our trust in the Lord. Amen. If we put our trust in the Lord and we hold fast to what we know and what we believe. Hallelujah. No matter what happens in this world, we're going to get ushered up on out of this place anyway. Praise God. And I just want to be forever with him. Acts, the first chapter, verse 1. Shout yes when you get there. Amen. Acts 1 and 1. Amen. The word of the Lord. Amen. At the mouth of the apostle Paul, as he speaks to Theophilus, he says these words. These Former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. How many know that if Jesus taught something, the church should want to know what it is? Huh? If Jesus taught it, if Jesus did it, the church should want to know what it is. Amen. Paul said, Theophilus, all this treaties that I have made unto you, they're the things that Jesus began both to do and to teach. He goes on to say, until the day in which the Lord was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. The Lord gave his commandments. The Lord gave his word to his apostles. Amen. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, the Lord commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but they should wait for the promise of the Father. (laughs) Is there any apostolics in this place today? But they should wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. Here it is. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. There it is. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom and the nation of Israel? And he said unto them, watch this, he says, it's not for you to know The times are the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But, everybody say but. But here's what the Lord said they did need to know. He said, but but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Church, we must all commit ourselves to being truly apostolic as presented in the book of Acts. I come to tell this church today, we don't got times, Brother Brad, to be playing games. It's time that we commit to being apostolic children of God in these last days as told per the book of Acts today. And true apostolics will not only commit themselves, but they'll lead other folks to commit as well. Amen. And thereby, people will know we are his disciples if we love one another. If we love one another. With the help of the Lord, with the help of a hungry people today, I want to minister to this body on this subject. Authentically apostolic. Authentically Apostolic. Why don't you give him praise for just a moment today before you're seated? Come on, people of God, show forth the praises of God today. 
Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. We exalt you. We extol you, Jesus. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, bread of God. Oh, we praise you today. Express image of God. We praise you today. We praise you. Church, to be truly apostolic, you're going to have to learn to praise the Lord. Huh? You got to praise the Lord. If you're going to be apostolic, you got to praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. I want to minister to this body for a few moments on authentically apostolic. The Lord bless you. You may be seated today in the presence of the Lord. Amen. How many know that to be apostolic, to be a child of God, you got to have a vision? You got to have a vision. Amen. And because the Bible tells us very specifically that uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. So to be truly apostolic, you got to have a vision. Amen. Uh, after all, it was, it was a vision, Brother Tommy, that caused Peter to get down off of that roof and to travel to Cornelius' house so the Gentiles could receive the Holy Ghost and start that Gentile dispensation. It was a vision. It was a vision that, that caused that. Amen. We got to have a vision today. We got to be led by the Spirit of God today. We got to allow the Lord to, to show us something today. It was a vision that caused Peter to get down. Listen, it was a vision that caused Nathan to speak words of correction, Sister Mariah, into the life of King David when he was doing wrong. He would have never known what to tell David to do if the Lord hadn't given him that vision and show him, you tell him, thou, King David, you are that man. <laughs> it was a vision that caused Nathan to speak into the life of David. It was a vision, church, that caused Paul to stand strong in the face of a demagogue, in the face of King Agrippa as he stood before him that day. And he even came out, he even had words come out of his mouth, and he said, Paul, you've almost persuaded me, sir. You're standing strong. I'm, and he was basically telling Paul he was proud of him. Huh? He said, you, you, almost, you even almost converted me. It was a vision that caused Paul to stand strong in the face of King Agrippa. Church, we got to have a vision today. We got to have a vision today. Can I tell you uh, that everything uh, got to have a vision? We can't just have any vision today. It's got to be a vision that comes from God. Amen. We, we can't just have any vision today. It's got to be a vision that comes from God. Can I tell you today that everything has competing visions? There are also competing visions on what it means to be apostolic. We're going to clear that up a little bit today. There are competing visions on what it means to be apostolic today. There are those that I like to call personal blessings apostolics. Come on, it's about to get good. Y'all ready for this? Personal blessings apostolics. As long as everything is going in their favor. As long as the Lord is opening the windows of heaven and pouring them out a blessing that they can't contain. As long as there's money in the bank and there's no problems in the marriage. And as long as everybody shakes their hands at church. I'm apostolic. I'm apostolic. Personal blessings apostolics. Amen. Let me tell you something. There are competing visions of everything, but you got to have the real vision. You got to have the real vision. You got to have the vision that comes from God today. Amen. There, there are competing visions even on what it means to be apostolics. There are look the part apostolics. 
<laughs> Come on. I told you about to get good in here. There are look-the-part apostolics. I want to be apostolic. I want to to look like an apostolic, but I don't want to talk like an apostolic. I want to look like an apostolic, but I don't want God to change my heart and change my mind. I, I just want to look like an apostolic today. Come on, you got the wrong vision for what God has in your life today. And then on the flip side of that, there are those that say, I want God to change my heart and change my mind, but I don't want to give him my outward man. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want to be a child of God. I want the blessings of God. I want to believe there's one God. I want to be apostolic, but I don't believe in inward submission reflecting on my outward man. Come on, come on. There's many competing visions on what it means to be apostolic today. Can I tell you today, the truth is that holy living is an outward reflection of an inward submission. And if you're going to live for God and you're going to be truly apostolic, you're going to have to be apostolic all the way. You're going to have to give God your heart, your mind, your flesh, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you walk, the places you go. You're going to have to give God all of you today. You're going to have to give God all of you. Because holiness is two-parted. See, there's an inward submission that you got to give yourself to God. And that inward submission will flow over to your outward man. And you'll care about how people see you as a representation of God. Amen. There are many competing visions of what it means to be apostolic. Amen. There are... Uh, personal blessing apostolics. There are look-the-part apostolics. There are not-look-the-part apostolics. There, you know what? There's even praise and worship apostolics. Now, this is going to get a little deep for a second. I'm a little bit concerned about all these folks that will go see a performing artist, but they can't go to the house of God. Come on, I ain't preaching about IBC Live, and I ain't preaching on, on all of these great, I'm not preaching on Lauren Dangle. Look, I listen to all them folks too, all right? But you got something messed up if you're just a praise and worship apostolic, and you think it's all about music. You think it don't take the word of God to save your soul. You're wrong today. This is more than just being, we praise him because of his mighty acts. We worship him because of who he is. But we're saved by the word of God today. We're saved by the word of God today. But man, I tell you, this, this, look, these, these, uh, these praise and worship apostolics, those are the folks, you might want to put your feet under your chair for a second. Those are the folks who can't make it to church on midweek service. <laughs> See, because it's all about hype. It's all about goosebumps. It's all about good music. It's all about all this stuff. That's praise and worship apostolics. Let me tell you something. God will speak to you in a still, small voice just like he will when this place is hopping and jumping up and down and people are running. You need to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy strength, all thy mind. You got to give the Lord all of you. Come on, let me tell you something. When there's goosebumps, praise him. Come on, when there's tears, worship him. But it's more than just a song service today. It takes the word of God to save your soul takes the word of God to save you. So I told our Sunday school class this morning, if your television means more to you than your Bible, you better question whether you're apostolic. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. That's harsh, Brother John. I know it is, but I'm trying to get you to heaven. I'm trying to get you to heaven. Come on, if Netflix means more to you than, than reading your Bible or watching some preaching on YouTube, you better, you better get some stuff together today. Because you might be falling into what's going on in all of this fad that's going on in the world today. There are a bunch of praise and worship only apostolics.
Come on, I'm not, I'm not trashing. I, I, I go to some of these gospel concerts too. I like them. But they ain't going to keep me out of the house of God, and I'm not going to substitute the house of God. I'm not going to substitute the word of God with some praise and worship. I love praise and worship. I love watching Pentecostal jumping beans. I love watching runners. I love watching altars be full. I love watching people pour themselves out to the Lord. But the truth of the matter is, it's going to take the word of God to save your soul. It's going to take the word of God to save your soul. Church, there are many competing visions on what it means to truly be apostolic. Come on. It's more than just a fiery, hot church service. Come on. Man, I've been in services where people were weeping and crying. Man, the Lord was speaking. The Lord was moving. Friday night, we had tongues and interpretation, the gifts of the Spirit operating in the, the, uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit operating in the, in the church. Man, let me tell you something. That's what this is all about today. It's about all of it today. You can't just be a praise and worship as apostolic. Come on. Uh, too many people get all caught up in the hype all the time. Let me tell you something. Church ain't just about hype. Mm-mm. Church ain't just about goosebumps. Church ain't just about, look, if that's the way you feel, you might as well make Joe Olstein your pastor. If you're looking for a prosperity gospel and everything's good all the time, can I tell you, it ain't good all the time. God is good all the time, but sometimes you're going to find yourself down in the valley because that's where the Lord wants you to be, and he's got a blessing for you, and he needs to shape you, and he needs to mold you, and he needs to create something in you. You're going to find out that when you come out of that valley, you're going to be stronger than you ever were before. We cannot get caught up in this fad that this is only when it's good for us. Because God ain't pleased in that mess. Come on, there's many times we go to church because we know that's what we're supposed to do. We go to church and maybe the worship wasn't hopping. Huh? We go to church and maybe not one person come to the altar. If that's the way you feel, you're probably a praise and worship only apostolic. You got a competing vision that's struggling for your attention. You need to wake up and you need to realize God is good all the time. It doesn't matter what the word of God is. If you hear the word of God, you're blessed today. Because there are nations on the face of this earth that people cannot hear the word of God freely. We are a blessed people today. Even if it's a Bible study. Even if it's a prayer session. It doesn't matter if it's a work day. In the house of God, we ought to be thrilled to death just to be in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. There are those praise and worship apostolics. It's all about music. It's all about hype. As long as their favorite preacher's preaching, I'll stay. You're a praise and worship apostolic. You better learn to stay regardless of who's preaching. You better learn to stay regardless of who is speaking, who's teaching. Huh? Don't be a praise and worship only apostolic. Come on. There are those what I like to call domesticated apostolics. Yeah, you ever seen my my daughter come up to me yesterday? She says, Dad, look at this. Jess was at Kroger, and this monkey just runs up and jumps up in her arms. I said, you're lying. Sure enough, she showed me a video. Jess was at Kroger, and a monkey just ran up and jumped up in her arms. Someone had taken a monkey, it had been domesticated. It was a pet. Let me tell you something. People are, I remember when I was young, there was a, a boy, a man by one of the places that I first started working at. Brother Brad probably remembers. There was a guy who had a bunch of wild cats out behind the place where we used to work. He was trying to domesticate those cats. You know, we got to be careful 
We don't ever fall into trying to be a domesticated apostolic. Huh? What I, what I, what I like to, I'm going to coin that phrase, domesticated apostolics. They can blend right in and fit right in with the world that they're living in. <laughs> they can be around worldly activities and not feel bad about it. They can have somebody tell them dirty jokes and they'll laugh about it. They can be around all of the things that the world wants. You're a domesticated apostolic. You are rejecting the scripture that says you got to come out from amongst them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We got to be careful because there's a spirit and it's contending. It's competing for our attention today and it wants to domesticate us with the world that we're living in. We teach the doctrine of separation. Come out from amongst the world. Be ye separate. Come on. Listen, uh, we, we got to separate ourselves from the sin of this world that we're living. Not isolate yourself. You still got to love people. You still got to love people. But we can't get caught up in the things that the world is doing. You cannot become a domesticated apostolic they deny the scriptures that says you got to live a separated life unto God. There are post-apostolics. This is a competing vision for you. Post-apostolics. Those who used to feel the fire. Those who used to worship. Those who used to dance. Those who used to pray. Those who used to love the presence of the Lord when it's in the house. Let me tell you something, if you ain't moved by God in a worship session like we just had, I don't know how we're going to help you. If you can't feel God, if you can't worship God, that's because you're denying it and you're choosing not to worship God today. Don't be a post-apostolic. Don't lean on what's happened in your past. Don't lean on the revivals of the past. We need a revival right now in the house of God. We need the fire to fall from heaven today. Don't be a post-apostolic. You ain't never too old to worship God. You ain't never too young to worship God. And I don't care where you come from or where you've been or how large the church was or how on fire the church was. Don't ever become a post-apostolic. Post-apostolics are just there. Can I tell you, God never intended for you to just be here. He wants to touch you. He wants to shape you. He wants to mold you. He wants, look, we got to be conformed by, we can't be conformed to this world. We got to be conformed to the kingdom of God today, transformed by the renewing of our mind. But we can get caught up. I've done my worshiping. I've done my outreach. I've done my visitations at the hospital. I've taught my Bible studies. I've been to revivals on Friday night. You're a post-apostolic. The Lord ain't done with you yet. The Lord ain't done with you yet. God still wants to move on you. God never intended for you to just exist in the house of the Lord. So I would encourage you, the next time the worship session's going on, Quit sitting on those hands. Try putting them together just a little bit. Quit closing that mouth. Try opening and say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You've been good to me, Lord. Just open your mouth and let the praises of God start flowing out of it. Amen. Don't be a post-apostolic. Used to enjoy the fire, but now you're just here. Come on, don't be a post-apostolic today. Who used to enjoy the fire. Be like that baby over there who just said, Amen. Uh, amen. Open that mouth and sing and let the praises of God out of it. Can I tell you, God never intended church for you to just exist. But in the midst of all of these competing visions, there's a true vision, there's a right vision, there's a godly vision. 
Come on, in the midst of all of these visions, there's a vision that will instruct you. There's a vision that will empower you. There's a vision that will give you a sound mind. There's a vision that will give you the fortitude to stand up and say, I don't care what happens in my life. I'm not turning my back on God. I don't care who deserts me. I don't care who walks away from me. I don't care how many times I get let down. I don't care how many times I mess up. I'm not turning around. I'm not going back to Egypt. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to walk with God. There's a vision that you can have. You can make heaven your home. You can make heaven your home. It can give you the fortitude to stand up and say, I'm not going to surrender my walk with God. Amen. I'm not going to surrender my walk with God. Church, nothing is worth missing heaven over. Nothing is worth. I don't care how bad you've been hurt at church. Nothing is worth missing heaven over. I don't care how many people didn't talk to you at church. Nothing is worth missing heaven over. I don't care how many times somebody disagreed with you on a scripture. Nothing is worth missing heaven over. I don't care if you don't believe in the standards that we teach in this church. Nothing is worth missing heaven over today. Nothing. Nothing is worth missing heaven over today. God help us. Let me tell you something. Paul told Theophilus, he said, the treaties that I have declared unto you, these are the ones that Jesus taught. These are the ones that Jesus taught his apostles. Now, here we go. Now, we're about to get into what it means to be an apostolic. To be an apostolic is to be after the apostles' doctrine. To be apostolic is to believe what Jesus taught his apostles. To be after the apostles' doctrine. You must be hungry for the teachings of Jesus Christ. You must care what Jesus said to his apostles if you're going to be apostolic today. Paul told Theophilus, he said, the treaties I've declared to you, these are the ones that Jesus taught to the apostles. Church, we got to hold to the same doctrinal messages that the apostles taught. We are Pentecostal in our experience. How many believe in the Pentecostal experience today? How many believe you can have an encounter with God that will change your life today? How many believe that, that we serve a God and the veil has been rent and the Shekinah glory of God can come down and you can absolutely have an encounter with God Almighty today. You can have a Pentecostal experience with God today, but you're going to have to learn to be apostolic in your knowledge Many denominations have Pentecostal experiences, but what separates the true church is being apostolic in your knowledge. Right now, in this country, the Southern Baptist Church is experiencing an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. People are having a Pentecostal experience like they have never had before. That doesn't mean they know the truth. We can be Pentecostal in our experience, but we must be apostolic in our knowledge and in our doctrine. We must know what Jesus taught to his disciples. We must know what Jesus taught to his apostles today. We're Pentecostal in our experience, but we're apostolic in our knowledge. And to truly be authentically apostolic, you got to let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And when you do that, you'll understand that when Jesus said, go ye therefore in all the world in Matthew 28 and 19, and he said, baptizing them, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you'll understand if this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that the doctrine of the Trinity had not even yet been given. Huh? Hadn't even been yet given. At that time, there was no contending vision for the oneness of God. All there was was the oneness of God. That mess didn't come around till the third and the fourth century. There are competing visions of what it is to be apostolic. And if you're going to be apostolic, you're going to have to fall in love with God's word today. Because it's going to take the word of God to save your soul. And you're going to, you can be Pentecostal in your experience, but you must be apostolic in your doctrine. You got to let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's a sound mind. That's a strong mind. That's a determined mind. That's a mind that ain't turning around and going back. Huh? 
You know, the Lord could have called down 10,000 angels at any point in time, Brother Joe, and stopped what he was about to go through. But he had a mind to do what he came to do. We need that same mind today. We need that same mind today that when we get discouraged and we get hurt and we get offended, we're not going to turn around and we're not going to go back. We're going to let this same mind be in us. we got to be apostolic in our knowledge today. To be apostolic is to love truth. To be apostolic is to love truth. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You got to love truth to be apostolic. To be apostolic is to understand that it takes the truth to set you free. To be apostolic is to contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Acts 2 and 42 says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. To be authentically apostolic is to be the beloved brethren of God. Steadfast, unmovable, not turning around. Let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How many are sick and tired of seeing people come to church and turn around and lose their way and walk away? I'm sick and tired of that mess. I want to see some people get a hold of this thing. I'm not just looking for a Pentecostal experience. I'm looking for the knowledge of God that will save me today. Because it takes the word of God to save you. If you're apostolic, you're the beloved brethren, steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. If your life is not occupied with the work of the Lord, you better question where you stand with God. Come on. We got to be busy about our Father's business today, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We got to understand that our labor is not in vain. And sometimes you're going to do something, Brother Corey, and you won't see the results for a while. Sometimes when you do what God tells you to do, you may not see that for a good while, but you got to know your labor's not in vain. To be apostolic, you must learn that your labor is not in vain. If God told you to do it, there's a reason why God told you to do it. He's going to bring something to pass. He's going to bring something to pass. If you're a child of God today, you're no longer a stranger. You're no longer a foreigner, but you're a fellow citizen with Christ, with, with the saints of God. You are of the household of God. If you're apostolic today and you believe and you've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and you repented of your sin, you are of the household of God today. You're the beloved brethren of God today. Your life must be built and remain built upon the apostles' doctrine. You better fall in love with these precious truths. Can I tell you, because there's many contending visions that want to steal what God has for you. You better fall in love with these precious truths. If you're going to be apostolic, if you're going to be authentically apostolic, you must fall in love with the doctrines that the Bible teaches. You must fall in love with them. Come on, we're no longer strangers. We're no longer foreigners. We're the beloved brethren. We're fellow citizens with the saints of God. We are the household of God. Ephesians 2 and 19. Church, the stone. Listen, we got we to be built upon the apostles' doctrine. We got to be built upon the apostles' doctrine. The apostles and the prophets. The Bible says Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He's got to be the head of our life. He will not be a middleman. He's going to be he's going to be all or none. We're going to love one and we're going to hate the other. He's the chief cornerstone today. To be apostolic, you got to learn to love truth. The Lord Jesus is the stone which the builders rejected and he has become the head of the corner. Nothing's going to move him. Nothing's going to change him. Nothing's going to detour him. And let me tell you something. If he's in us and we're in him, then nothing can move us. Nothing can change us. Nothing can persuade us to walk away from God if we're going to be apostolic today. Listen, if you're a child of God today, you're a part of the body of Christ. If you want to be apostolic, you've got to learn to love truth. 
To be apostolic is to have heaven on your side. (laughs) That'll change the way you see your problems. That'll give you a confidence that only God can give. If you're truly apostolic and you love truth and there's grace at the revelation of Jesus Christ and you know who God is today, you'll understand that before you go into every battle, a heavenly host is going with you. Come on. You'd be like Jonathan's servant. And the Lord opens your eyes. And all around that army that you're fighting against is a heavenly host. If you're apostolic, there's no problem in the world that the Lord ain't going to send a heavenly host with you. That can give you a confidence, a blessed assurance today. To be apostolic is to understand that heaven is on your side. What do you want to turn back to if heaven is on your side? What are you going to go back to? What are you going to run to if heaven is on your side today? Where are you going to go if heaven is on your side today? To be apostolic is to understand heaven is on my side. To be apostolic is to know that a heavenly host is going with me. I want to speak. I want to speak to these competing visions today. To be apostolic is to never forget where God has brought you from. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These praise and worship apostolics, these looked apart apostolics, these do what I want apostolics, they forget where God has brought them from. God, help us if we ever forget where God has brought us from today. I want to speak to these competing visions today. I'm not ever going to forget what God has done for me today. Come on. The Lord warned the Lord warned the children of Israel. He told them, "Listen, church, to be apostolic is to never forget what God has done for you or what God has brought you from. If you can hold on to that, you'll never turn back." If you can remember the blessings of God in your life and what God has done for you, you'll never turn back to the world. To be apostolic is to never forget what God has done for you. God warned the children of Israel about this. He told them, he said, when you come into the land that I have given you, listen, and he said, and you're living in houses that you didn't build. (laughs) Come on. He said, when you're drinking from wells that you did not dig and you're eating from vineyards that you did not plant, he said, don't you ever forget, I am the Lord thy God which brought you out of the land of Egypt into the land of Canaan. Every good thing in your life comes from God. Don't you ever forget, he said, I did it. I did it. And he told the children of Israel, he said, beware lest you forget I'm the one that brought you out of there. I'm the one that delivered you. To be apostolic, you must never forget what God has done for you. Never forget what God has delivered you from. Never forget how God spared you. You can never forget today. The Lord said, beware lest you forget. I am the Lord thy God that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Every good thing in your life, that home, that vineyard, that well you're drinking out of, I brought you here. Don't you ever forget that I is the one that redeemed you. I am the one that spared you. I am the one that delivered you. I am the one who gave you another chance. I am the one who purchased you with my blood. I am the one who gave you this. I am the one who gave you that every pleasure, every blessing, every benefit that we have today comes from God. May we never forget. Let me tell you something. To be apostolic is to never forget where God has brought you from. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I won't forget his benefits. Bless the Lord. He delivered me. Bless the Lord. He saved me. Bless the Lord. He broke the chains of addiction on my life. Bless the Lord. He spared my wife. Bless the Lord. He spared my husband. Bless the Lord. He saved my children. Bless the Lord and forget not all of his benefits. 
The Lord said, don't you dare forget, I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one who gives you all of the blessings in your life. I come to speak to these competing visions today. To be apostolic is to understand you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to. You're going to suffer persecution. I watch people, and look, I'm not all about this bullying stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. These kids shouldn't be bullying each other. But let me tell you something. The truth of the matter is people need to understand that people are not right nowadays. You're going to have to suffer some stuff in this life. Let me tell you something. Nobody suffers persecutions like the people of God do. I was there when my children got made fun of to wearing skirts at school. Huh? Oh, yeah, I was there. You know what? To be apostolic is to understand you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to suffer persecution, but you must overcome persecution. You must overcome persecution. To be apostolic is to make up your mind that you're not going to be removed from the one who brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. If you can just remember, if you can just not forget, he brought me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Only place I got to go back to is darkness. I ain't going back to darkness, so I'm just going to stay with the Lord. Come the highs, come the lows, come the troubles, come the temptations. I'm just going to stay with the Lord. I don't want to go back to my darkness. He brought me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Paul said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is really not another, he said, because there is no other. He said, I'm amazed that you walk away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, there be some that will trouble you. There be some that would pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. To be apostolic is to understand you're going to suffer persecution. People's going to ask you, why don't you cut your hair? People's going to ask you, why don't you wear pants? People are going to ask you, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why don't you do this? And why don't you, why do you do this? And why do you do that? And they're even going to make fun of you sometimes. They warned us. The Bible warned us. Jesus warned us. Paul warned us that we're going to suffer persecution. To be apostolic is to accept the fact that you will suffer persecution. And to say, I will overcome persecution. I will not be persuaded by persecution. I will not bow down to persecution. I will not give in to persecution. Come no matter what comes, I'm going to stay living for God because I'm authentically apostolic and I'm not going back where I came from. I'm not going back where I came from. Paul said, I marvel at those that are so soon removed from the grace of God. For those that pervert the gospel, those that trouble them. If you're going to be apostolic, you've got to work hard, church, to preserve the truth. Buy it. Sell it not. Preserve the truth. Protect the truth. Come on, you got to love the truth and turn not to another gospel. Paul said, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that, what you have already received, he said, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. As a matter of fact, he went on to say, I don't care if it's a, an angel from heaven. If he preaches some other doctrine, let him be accursed. Because it takes the truth to make you free. It takes the truth to make you free today. If you're going to be apostolic, you got to hold to the truth today. You must repent. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost with the initial sign of speaking in a heavenly language. You must come out from amongst them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. You must live a different life. You must live differently than the world that you're living in. If you're going to be apostolic today, you got to hold out to the end. Because you can live it to the last minute and still be a castaway. You got to hold to God's unchanging hand today. Come on. You got to hold to God's unchanging hand today because he that endureth to the end the same shall be saved. Church, every transgression, every disobedience is going to receive a just recompense, a reward, the Bible says. Every disobedience, every, every disobedience is going to receive a just recompense of reward. 
If we're going to be apostolic, we've got to hold out to the end today. The Word of God has to become your moral compass. It doesn't matter what you feel like doing. It matters what God's Word says do. It doesn't matter what mom and daddy and grandpa and granny said. It matters what God's Word said. It doesn't matter what your Sunday school teacher growing up said. It matters what God's Word said. If you're going to be apostolic, you've got to learn to fall in love with the truth, and God's Word must become your moral compass. We're not after what, uh, what makes us feel good. We're not after what, what is popular in the times that we're living in. We're not after the masses today. We're following the Spirit of the Lord today. If you're going to be apostolic, you've got to follow the Spirit of the Lord today. We're not after what feels good. We're not after what the masses say. We're not after what's popular. We can't save ourselves. We can't fix ourselves. It takes the blood of the lamb to redeem us. It takes the blood of the lamb to restore us and pick us up and turn us around and set our feet on solid ground today. We're after what God's word says. We're after what Jesus taught his apostles today. Come on, what we have is not what was given to us by some third or fourth century uh, council, a council of Nicaea. What we have didn't come from some third or fourth century council. What we have didn't come from some theologian. Uh, what, we come to, what we have didn't come from some scholar. It come all the way back from the day of Pentecost. It come back from when Jesus was walking and talking with his disciples. That's what we have today. What we have didn't come from some third or fourth century scholar. What we have come all the way back to the day of Pentecost when 120 souls occupied an upper room. Come on. Come on. Come on. They spoke to that man that was bearing a pitcher of water, and he said, all things are furnished already for you up there. Just go on up. Just go on up. The moment the Lord then told me, he said, go to Jerusalem. Just wait. There'll be a man there He's bearing a pitcher of water. He's going to show you an upper room, and all things are furnished. He said, I want you to go there, and I want you to wait for the promise of the Father. And that's exactly what they did. And what we teach is what goes all the way back to that upper room experience when 120 souls were gathered in an upper room and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind filled all the house they were sitting. All the house they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat up on each of them. Church, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, every last one of them. Every last one of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Church, something happens when authentic apostolics come together in one place, in one accord, in one mind. Come on. The earth begins to move. Things begin to shake. Chains begin to break. Lives begin to transform. When people get in one accord and one mind and the presence of God begins to fall, something happens. Church, there's still only one God. His name is still Jesus. Huh? He still holds all power in heaven and earth. He still owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He still has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. There's no enemy that could ever form against you that would prosper if you are authentically apostolic today. If you hold to the apostles' doctrine, he's still the first. He's still the last. He's still the wheel in the middle of the wheel. All things were made by him and for him. And without him, not, was not anything made that was made. He's still the first and the last. All things were made by him. That same great God of heaven who watched his people struggle, who watched his people come up short, and he said, I can't take it any longer. I got to go restore my people unto myself. I got to go rope myself in flesh. I got to go suffer and die for them. I got to go give them victory over their flesh. To be truly apostolic, you must take dominion over your flesh. You must. Your flesh will run your life. To be truly, to be authentically apostolic, you must take dominion over your flesh today. He said, I got to go down here. I got to redeem my people. I got to restore my people unto myself. He came and he gave his life that we could have life and have it more abundantly. 
But before he went away, he took a group of men and he taught them some stuff. And he called them the church, his apostles. And today what we're after is what Jesus taught to those apostles. We are apostolic in our knowledge and in our doctrine. To truly be authentically apostolic, you must desire what Jesus taught to his disciples. Before he left, he created the church and he said, I'm not, he said, I got to go away. But he said, if I go not away, the comforter, he's not going to come. But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send back the Holy Ghost. I'm going to come in my third manifestation. and I'm going to feel you. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And that's what Joel was prophesying. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost when the Lord poured out his spirit upon all flesh. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. And I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm not going to, he said, I'm going to reveal myself in the third manifestation. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then he said these words. He said, you'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the utmost parts of the earth. If you're going to be apostolic, you must become a witness. If you're going to be apostolic, you must be hungry to change lives. You must be hungry to heal the broken, heal the hurting. Come on, if you're going to be apostolic, you got to be a witness. you got to fight to preserve the truth. You got to fight to protect these precious truths. We got to contend for the faith. You got to be a proclaimer today. Stand with me as the musicians come. You got to be a proclaimer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what the church did in the first century. They took what Jesus taught them and they declared it. They took what Jesus taught them and they proclaimed it. And if we're going to be apostolic, authentically apostolic today, we must declare what Jesus taught. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Proclaim the plan of salvation. Don't buy into any lies that says you don't got to be baptized. Don't buy any lies that says you don't need to be filled with the Spirit like the Bible says. Don't buy into any lies that says you don't got to repent of your sins. And the word repent doesn't mean just say I'm sorry. It means to turn around and walk away from it. Don't you ever buy into something that says you can live for God and do whatever you want because somebody's lying to you. Somebody's lying to you. Somebody's not after the apostles' doctrine. Somebody's not teaching what Jesus taught to his disciples. We must repent. We must be baptized in Jesus' name. We must be filled with the Spirit of God. We must be led by the Spirit of God. God's Word must become a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's going to take the Word of God to save our souls. Church, if you've been blessed to know this precious truth, There are visions that are competing for your attention. This morning in Sunday school, we talked about blind Bartimaeus. He wanted the attention of Jesus. Can I tell you, just as we want the attention of Jesus, hell wants our attention. Hell, come on, competing visions, distractions, False doctrines, false truths are competing for your attention. And it's so easy to get caught up in some of these things. We got to watch. We got to pray. We got to be careful. We're blessed to know the truth today. There are things that are competing for your attention, but there's only one that's authentic. There's only one that has a certificate of authenticity. There's only one that's going to get you to heaven, and that's the truth of God's Word. It takes the truth to set you free. He that soweth to the flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit everlasting life. 
Church, let's be authentically apostolic today. Let's serve him with all we got. Let's make up our minds we are not turning back. Let's make up our minds it doesn't matter what God asks of us. We're going to do it because going to heaven means everything to us. To be apostolic is to be willingly surrender your life to the Lord. Not part of it, not a portion of it, but all of it. To be apostolic, there are many competing visions that want to change and corrupt and pervert what it means to truly be apostolic. Let's preserve this precious truth. Let's not pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ today. Let's not bring a reproach upon the Lord today, but let's live our life the best we can. Let's live for God with everything that we have within us today. Amen. These altars are open. As we sing this last song, we come to a close. Have a quick meeting on our marriage retreat today.